we just start like we normally do. What, like a complete mess? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Charlie, um, and this is Claire, um, and this is the Do It Like a Mother podcast. Um, today, we are talking about feeding. Um, gets a bit controversial, this sometimes, doesn't it? It does. Do it like a mother. We're, we are basically going to tell you our stories. Um, obviously, everyone's story is different. Everyone's experiences are different. Um, even our, both our stories, like everything, uh, are quite different to each other's. So, um, yeah, do you want to start this week? Yeah, why not? I'll start with Ted, shall I? Yeah. Um, so, ooh, Ted. So I just decided I was going to breastfeed. Hadn't even thought about it, really. That was kind of... That's what I was going to do. I hadn't thought whether it was going to be difficult or anything like that. Um, so when I had him, I managed to just start doing it straight away. I was really, really, really lucky. Um, but then I did struggle with his lap. Like I could manage well to get him on one side really easily, but not on the other. So after a little while, um, I got a little bit sore on one side. But the frustration that I had with Ted was that about probably two days in um so two, he was two days old um I felt like my milk wasn't coming in I didn't know at that point that it could take a few days um so we had one of those kind of nights where he wouldn't stop crying and he wasn't then feeding and like the, I felt like I hadn't got enough milk for him or anything and we ended up giving him a bottle so um, my husband ran out in the middle of the night to get some formula um we I'd already got bottles in because I was going to express um and we gave him a bottle um and he was he was hungry because he was fine um after we'd given him a bottle um but my mum suggested to me that I go and get a pump um, and that would help bring my milk in quicker. Um, so, yeah, the next day we went went out and got a hand pump. God, it gives your hands a workout, a hand pump. <laughs> I think I used it for about three days, like hardly getting anything, thinking, okay, I'm only using this to try and bring my milk in. <laughs> hardly getting like, like tiny, tiny little bits. And then thinking oh I've got to get an electric pump this is ridiculous at least you had a toe um, hand well only the one like trying to do it <laughs> trying to do it with both hands like with my left hand was just like just two seconds it's like oh my god <laughs> but um what ended up happening was because I'd started pumping so early I then had way too much milk <laughs> <laughs> so after like I can't remember how long it was that then I just stopped, my milk really started coming in. But um, I was having to get up. I used to get up an hour before Ted used to wake up um, and I have to go and pump because it was like having two bowling balls on my chest. Um, and then obviously I'd got into the rhythm of them pumping so much. Um, and so I just, I felt like I had to keep doing it in order for them not to hurt. And like the first, I remember the, it was like six weeks in and we went for our first kind of meal out without him and my mum my was looking after him. After two hours, I had to come home because my boobs were killing. 
it was leaking everywhere and stuff and I was like two hours that's insane like I can't go out anywhere without him for less for more than two hours because like my boobs are just gonna leak everywhere um my experience of Frankie is different um but I think that's mainly because I decided I wasn't going to express I didn't want to have that thing of having to <laughs> I didn't want to end up doing the same thing where I then had to keep expressing so my boobs didn't hurt um so with Frankie I from the first after like three days actually I think it was or maybe she was a week she might have been a week old um I started giving her a bottle of formula so her night her seven o'clock feed was a bottle of formula um I, so I breastfed the rest of the time and would give her a bottle of formula then but um I got really sore sore nipples cracked and bleeding and kind of just having to feed through the pain um with Frankie yeah I went to the doctors because we didn't know whether it was thrush or mastitis or what what was wrong um and to be honest the doctor wasn't particularly helpful um but i just kept feeding her and kind of feeding through the pain which um it must have been blocked ducks to be honest hardcore so like every time because it i found that it was like the first well it felt like 10 minutes but it was probably only about 30 seconds to a minute and then it was fine mm. um so yeah it was that first bit and it was always it was only on I can't remember which side it was on I think it was on the, the right side was that the same when you struggled with Ted or Ted struggled to feed with it might have been actually it's probably how I was holding them yeah probably how long, how long did you feed both of your children for um so I did Ted for six months um because he started nursery at eight months and I I was working in London and there weren't any rooms, there wasn't anywhere to express or anything like that, or store milk, and mm. just trying to do that and go back to work and deal with nursery and everything as well. Um, I didn't want to do that. So he, I did him for six months. Um, and he, he weaned off really quickly, actually. He kind of, he's always been really good at weaning himself off things. He pretty much did it without any kind of fuss. Like, he wasn't bothered. <laughs> Mm-hmm. um with Frankie I did six months but it ended up being about probably eight or nine months kind of half and half like weaning off I've never really wanted to as soon as they start getting teeth I'm a bit like oh I can't especially because Frankie did used to bite me as well actually like gum bite you know because their gums are like rock hard like <laughs> on your nipple oh <laughs> so yeah so with her but I, I remember conversations with the midwife and then the health visitor um after a week when they say so are you still breastfeeding and I'm like yeah but I give her a bottle of formula in the evening and they kind of just look at me and and I think because I was so I knew what I wanted to do with her being my second I knew exactly what I wanted to do all my reasons for doing it and um, why I didn't want to express all those different things that they could see that actually maybe we don't say anything Mm. because like she has her reasons and but I used to get a lot of those kind of looks of like oh why are you giving a bottle of formula Mm. in an evening especially as you're breastfeeding like why don't you just breastfeed um I mean I didn't I didn't want to cluster feed if I'm completely honest um especially with two kids 
having to like sitting there for like three hours cluster feeding constantly Ted's not getting any time for him either so I could spend like half an hour or so with Ted reading and stuff before he went to bed still got up at 10 for breastfeed and fed her through the night as well um but yeah that one formula bottle seemed to be very controversial yeah I feel that I feel that it's well I guess I had a well I don't know I had a, a similar story but you know where we made the decision to give formula like I just remember that day um so Ollie fed straight away he was quite ill when he after he was born and was coughing up a lot of phlegm or throwing up a lot of phlegm so I'd been harvesting colostrum because I just wanted to be super organized. My mind was set on uh, breastfeeding. You know, I had, um, my sister could breastfeed with no problem. My mum was the same. All my NCT friends, Ollie was the last out of all the NCT crew um, to arrive. So everyone was was seemingly getting on really well with breastfeeding. So I was like, this is, you know, it must be fine. It's gonna be absolutely fine. Um, and then about two days in, same, same experience, that bleeding, nipples um ollie would just scream and scream on one boob one was fine the other one he would just scream and scream and scream and then get in such a state that he wouldn't feed at all um and it was just really upsetting i just found it so upsetting i was just well, why can't i do this um and i think i was in tears and you know one one day and i just said just give him a bottle so I bought those pre-made formula bottles just in case something anything happened in the hospital um and so we had some of those we hadn't used them and i remember like ollie i think two days after ollie was born we, were, we went around al's parents for a lunch because it was his mum's birthday and um you know it's like the sort of time and it was it was the best roast dinner i've ever had in my life um and i just remember feeding ollie and i was like Are you okay and i knew i just had to count to 10 and it would be okay but i'd be counting 10 seconds of pain just one to 10 and then everything would be fine. Um, and then, yeah, day three, it must've been day three then, when, probably when my milk came in actually, it was just not, I was just getting in such a state. Ollie wouldn't feed, um, he was just screaming. I was crying because I couldn't do it. And I just said, just give him a bottle of formula. So I did. Um, and suddenly I just thought, wow, why am I doing this? So then I thought, you know, I'm gonna carry on breastfeeding. Um, so carried on and it just, it just got like my, my nipples got worse and worse, just absolutely awful. So I thought, right, I'm going to try and express. So I expressed, it was basically blood. Like I was expressing, it was bright pink. Um, and I was like, how can I, and you know, I, I, the mid, the health visitor, the midwife had been around the health visitor said, your latch is absolutely fine. I think it's just a really hungry baby. My friend, when he was about my friend, Charlotte, who is a midwife, um, took one look at him and said, I think when he was about five months old, said, I think he's got tongue tie. Because um, uh, you can tell by the shape of his tongue. I think his tongue was like heart shaped. She said he's got it's tongue tie. so much, doesn't yeah. it? So no one picked it up at all. Uh, I didn't think that was a problem. I thought the problem was my nipple. Like I thought the problem was my, my nipples, not at all him, and that he was really hungry. So anyway, I made the decision after my, and I was still breastfeeding. I was kind of just giving him the milk that was a bit bloody because 
everyone said it's fine. Um, I say everyone, but I spoke to the midwife about it. She said it's fine. If there's just a bit of blood in there, it's you know it's yours, so it's it's not a problem. Um, rather than looking into the issue as to why there was blood in my milk, just said it's fine to give that to your baby. You know, um, I didn't know where to get support from. I feel like there was not any support around then. It was only four years ago, but I feel like it wasn't so readily available. Um, I don't know. I guess I wasn't so active on social media or I don't, I don't, I really don't know, but I didn't get any help. Um, but anyway, I, so I decided to express and I hired a hospital grade pump from a company that hires out breast pumps. And it was absolutely amazing. It had like a hydraulic pump on it. Does it make that noise? Yeah. And it would go up and down like one side, the other side, one side. It was, it's just like an amazing piece of kit. Al, I remember it arrived now. My, Al, my husband just said, what is this it looks like an engine for a boat or something it was about it was about this big it was amazing but anyway i would just sit there i would just i'd feed him in the night or feed him in the night and obviously it's quite important that when i was feeding i'd make sure i'd express at the same time so almost like tricking my body into thinking that i was breastfeeding him yeah. so but what i would do is i would feed him his bottle put him back to his bed he'd go to sleep and then i would stick both on I even modified my, my bra so that I could do it hands-free. So the two bits of pump, I made a hole in like a, I had like a breastfeeding sports bra thing. I made hot, so I'd wear one and then put another one on top. Oh no, I'd put, I'd put the one with the holes in on the bottom and then another one over the top. I'd just lift the one on the top up, stick in the cone thing so they'd be held in place by the sports bra and just sit back on my phone eating, eating mini cheddars. Mini, mini cheddars? cheddars. And um, those, I can't remember what they're called, like date bars. I can't remember. Okay, yeah. But I'd just be eating, I'd have a stash like, in, in Ollie's cot where I'd just be eating mini cheddars in these date bars and drinking loads of water where I was going, psh, tw, psh, tw, like the uh, thing. And that was my routine. And, that, you know, and it was hard. Like, it was, don't get me wrong. Um, it was very, it hard. It was so hard. I would be. I knew I knew I had to be at home at certain times in the day. So I, if I was going out for lunch, I had to be back by two because I had to pump at two. And I think I'd pump at like five and it'd be every three hours. I couldn't go out for more than three hours without pumping. So, you know, any any kind of plans for going out for the day just didn't happen. And my friend no. had a Hindu, I think, to go to and Ollie was about three or four months. And there were a couple of us, it was at a spa, and there was a couple of us in the changing rooms, both pumping. <laughs> I didn't take, I didn't, obviously did, didn't take my hospital grade pump with me. Um, it wasn't I a hand one though, was it? No, it wasn't. It was a small electrical, <laughs> electric one. It was a Medela swing, I think. Um, so it was, it would, uh, and yeah, so I would just sit with that and it would take forever compared to my hospital grade. But like you, I had so much milk. I never had an issue with amount of milk so in in one kind of pump session i'd get i think i'd get like two bottles of milk yeah, that's what i used to get apart from i didn't have that hospital grade so it used to take me forever yeah and then but only, only drink half an hour it, only would only drink it cold as well he'd only drink because since he'd basically been born i'd been expressing so any when we so then i started getting really bad mastitis like i was i was on antibiotics three or four times and I, at that point i kind of thought right i'm not I, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep having to go to the doctors with mastitis, the pain, um, 
yeah and I would try and remove myself but it would always turn into the flu like symptoms feeling really awful and I think did I say did I say mastitis earlier or did I call it something completely wrong I think you did say mastitis (laughs) you weren't sure if it was partial mastitis I think is what you said it is what I said okay (laughs) um and yeah so it was at that point about six months six or seven months I said right that's I've done I've done my I've done my pumping. I'm going to go to formula. And so we went on to formula, but annoyingly, Ollie would only drink cold formula. And so, um, I had to make the bottles up, boil, the, boil the water, put it into an ice bucket to try and cool it down as fast as possible. If it was too warm, it would either make him sick or just make him scream and he would refuse to drink it. So where some people are like, we need to get to room temperature. I, was like, I need to get it to cold. So I'd have to cool it down as fast as I could in a thing of yeah. ice and put it in the freezer for as long as I possibly could um, to get it cool enough. Otherwise, he just wouldn't take it. So then we started just getting bottles of the pre-made stuff. Oh, so um, it was a lot more expensive, um, but we could just keep those in the fridge. Yeah. Everyone finds it so weird. And at night, at night, oh, it was just horrible. So I used to have an ice bucket in his bedroom where I'd keep the milk in the ice bucket. So and for the first few feeds, it'd be okay mm. because it would be still oh, cold, God. still really cold by then. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, then I was like, well, you're just going to have to, you're just gonna have to have room temperature milk. I'm sorry. Sorry, mate. But uh, I think people underestimate how organized you need to be for expressing and um, formula feeding. Yeah. Like, yeah, the amount of like having to have the little packets for your breast milk so you can store them correctly and all that kind of stuff. And then kind of um, like, especially when you go out with the formula feeding, making sure you've got like the boiled water and the like, how, making sure you've got all the right stuff so that you, you've not kept it for like too long in, like, yeah, and I think not in a cool bag and all that kind of stuff. Even formula feeding in itself creates so much discussion because you know it's one of the questions we were asked quite a lot isn't it on our group and in our whatsapp group is how can i do for like how do i make formula or how what can i do with formula you know how the best thing keep it and all that kind of yeah stuff. it's just to follow the world health organization guidelines and the nice guidelines because yeah that's all we've got to go on and you know there are lots of people who say well i did this with my child and they were fine but that's i mean that's great for you and i'm really glad they were they were fine but you know there are directions for a reason so i mean it's kind of making sure that it's 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 okay for your lifestyle and you're happy with the decision you make i have to admit i didn't know that so with ted with him starting nursery at eight months i um like they said to me just bring the formula bottles in and and he can have um you know make them up and we'll keep them and i was like you can only keep them for two hours. How does that work? Um, so I'd ended up giving them what I would normally do for if we were going out and about, having those little tub things that go on top of the bottle, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's just got the powder in it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So they'd have one of those to, to make it up. Um, but I didn't realise um, until I looked into it properly when I had Frankie that you can, so you can only keep it for two hours at room temperature, bottle formula four hours in, in a, with an ice pack in a, in a cool bag, um, but 12 hours in the fridge. Yeah, well, that's like what we the, do. 
So when Ollie was a bit older, so obviously after six months, um, when I stopped expressing, or six or seven months, we I used to make up kind of four bottles in the morning. Cool. It's just important that it's boiling water you use because that's yep. what kills the bacteria in the powdered milk. Cause that's not sterilized. The powdered milk is not sterilized. So that's the most important thing. You had that first boiling water to kill all the bacteria. And then I would get ice. We had loads of ice packs and I'd get a big bowl of water, put all the ice packs in there and then put the bottles in and make sure that they were cold before I put them in the fridge. And you don't put them in the bottom, in the door of the fridge. You have to put them at the back of the fridge, which is the coldest part. And then, um, I would keep them in there. So that'd be four bottles. And then when I, when there was one bottle left, I'd make up another four. Um, but then he was having a bottle <laughs> up until about nine months, eight or nine months when we saw a sleep specialist, he was still having a, an eight ounce bottle every three hours and he was nine months old. That's why he's so tall. <laughs> and she said, but she said, that's why he keeps waking up throughout. He won't sleep in the night because he just, he's expecting that milk every three hours. And if you don't give him that milk every three hours, he's not going to sleep. Um, but he still ate, he was still eating three meals a day. But he was also just having a bottle of milk every three hours. And um, yeah, that's probably why he's so tall. He's like, I feel like he's a genetically modified child <laughs> sometimes. He's so big. Um, Bless him. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, it's really important to, to take account of those guidelines, whether, you, you know, you go by the WHO guidelines, whether you go by what's on the back of the, the formula, the individual formula, or you kind of, Go, go down your own path and find the routine that's best for you like I said it was best for me because Ollie would only drink milk cold to make up those four bottles in the morning cool them down as fast as possible so the bacteria doesn't have a chance to grow um and then pop them in the back of the fridge so Frankie would have hers gosh you like them warm like you know like when you drink a cup of tea and it's it's just hot enough yeah. that you can still drink it without it scalding your throat perfect temperature <laughs> yeah she would prefer really like what we would think would be really hot for a baby um so the number of times like that i'd cool the bottle down and think oh that's fine it's you know it's it's just nice and warm and she'd refuse it because she wanted it nice and hot which then i suppose you know i guess if you're breastfeeding and that's because that's what she'd been used to it is it's going to be pretty 37. hot 37.5 degrees or how yeah body temperature is so that is quite warm yeah it's quite warm it's probably it's so, more than lukewarm isn't it i think so yeah <laughs> we now sound really <laughs> like, oh, it sounds really hot yeah but who knows <laughs> no but i think i think kind of the whole feeding the whole feeding thing you know women women have breasts to feed that's the purpose of breasts um but you know if you can't for any reason there are other alternatives available to you yeah. you know you don't have to just because society tells you you have to do it one way it's really important that you find the right the right thing for your family whether that is breastfeeding expressing um there are lots of milk banks now uh, that I didn't realise was an option at that point. I mean, I, like I said, I didn't have a problem producing milk, but if I had, I wouldn't have known that existed. Um, and then, of course, formula. So whichever route you decide to go down, you have to make sure, you know, just make sure you're informed and you, you can ascertain which is the best for your family. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, 
if you're like there's obviously a lot more support and, and people can access um feeding support breastfeeding or bottle feeding support um formula feeding support um so you do it like a mother but like going out and about and, and breastfeeding so with ted i used to have one of those covers i used to feed on the tube and yeah i'd get that people would look at me like what is she doing but i was like i'm feeding my child he needs feeding i'm on the tube i don't care like he needs to feed i have to feed him um and i was similar with frankie um but i found more people would comment with frankie like the number of people who've come up to me in a cafe while i've been feeding her um and said oh you're feeding well yeah oh okay like just randoms not mm. not saying anything bad but not saying anything good just kind of making an observation i'd never when people were saying that they people would say to them well you shouldn't be feeding in here or you shouldn't get getting your boobs out in here or you have to leave this restaurant or whatever because you're feeding and it's making other people feel uncomfortable i thought no surely not like people can't be that you know weird about it when that's the whole purpose um but no so i, I it was surprising i never had anything like bad bad but like people commenting yeah see i found i found a lot of people commenting the opposite way if i was oh, that you should be breastfeeding yeah i should be breastfeeding um and i do still feel a bit of judgment now from people that oh, when you say that you bottle fed <coughs> even though it was breast milk yeah exactly like i feel yeah i don't i don't feel like i should have to justify well actually this is my breast milk in this bottle yeah. Um, do you want to try it? <laughs> you know, yes, I am butt up for feeding my baby, but this is my own breast milk. Mm. And people uh, are like, when I tell people that I used to give Frankie a formula bottle at night, even though I could breastfeed, that always gets people going a bit. If it's right for you, and you've had, you know, you're you're informed, and you've had that support, and that's one thing that I didn't like. I said I didn't, I didn't have that support, but you know, if you've had that support. And you've made a decision based upon the information and support then there's nothing wrong with that yeah what's right for you and you should never feel judged and you should never feel guilty for what you did or what you do exactly I, it's the same with anything in parenting isn't it mm. you have to do what is right for you and your family and your child and it doesn't matter what other people do if they're telling you that it's right or it's wrong there is no right or wrong way to you know parent your child as long as you love them and you're doing the best that you can then it's all good on that note <laughs> let's wrap this one up yeah and um, so i think next time we're talking about like the first like three months or so with a newborn what to expect yeah how things went all right then i'll speak to you later bye, bye. bye.